And before we all sing together through the psalm, I'd like us simply to recite the psalm together. Many of you might be able to just speak it from memory. It's a, a wonderful psalm to have memorized, and perhaps you can do that. But if you need your Bibles, let's go ahead and read it together, all together. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. That's the 100th Psalm, and that'll be the theme of our songs tonight. Our first consideration actually comes from the first two verses. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. The idea of praising the Lord, every one of us and all of his creation joining together to bring glory to him and to recognize him in their lives. And so our hymn to help us express these thoughts, hymn number 31, hymn number 31, all creatures of our God and King, lift up your voice and with us sing Alleluia. We'll sing just the first two stanzas, stanzas one and two. When you think of it, creation, we're told, even better than us mere humans that have minds to think and uh, the ability to experience, but creation oftentimes does a better job recognizing their creator and bringing glory to him than we, uh, the top of his creative pyramid. Sometimes we devalue the fact that we have been created in the image of our wonderful God. Our second thought comes from verse 3. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. The fact that God is God. 
is God. And so our, our second point from verse 3, uh, we'll look to our supplemental book. And we'll find number 8 in our supplemental book. Almighty Father, you alone are holy. You are God. Each stanza reminds us. And so we'll sing all three stanzas, Almighty Father. Recognizing that God is the creator of all things does recognize his ownership. If you make it, it's yours. You want it, and you want it to do what you want it to do, and you want it to do it for reasons that you have set it to do, and you want to reap the benefit from what it does. God has created all things, and he wants to be recognized as the creator of all things, and he wants to reap the benefit of being the creator of all things. And when he created Adam and Eve, he created them to appreciate him, to understand the beauties and the intricacies of all of creation, to tend and to keep it, to be his chief stewards, but then to fellowship with him on the basis of all the wonders of God's creative acts. And so even tonight, it's good for us to take a moment and reflect on the fact that our God has created us. And marvelous are we in his sight, even though maybe we don't feel so marvelous all the time. But we marvel at the fact that he did create us as he has. And he's given us wonderful things in which we can flourish in the environment he intends. And we can give back to him praise and glory for what he's given to us. Our psalm goes on to remind us of something which is a theme through the psalms. As a matter of fact, 
if you ask most people to characterize God, um, this would be at the top of the list. Matter of fact, even people that don't really pay attention to God in their lives when they come to a funeral expect to hear the 23rd Psalm. And we all appreciate greatly the fact that our God is our good shepherd and that in him we want nothing. We are placed in absolutely appropriate things for our better health and for our nourishment, that he is with us even in difficult times and that we have an eternal and glorious prospect for eternity. And our psalm reminds us that we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So I'd like us to go to number 301 in our blue books, 301, and maybe not the Psalter setting, the Lord's my shepherd, but uh, Henry Baker's wonderful paraphrase, the king of love, my shepherd is whose goodness faileth never. 301. Love some of the paraphrases of the Psalms because they take after Isaac Watts' pattern of interpreting the Psalms from the standpoint of a New Testament believer. And you'll see, even in that particular setting of the 23rd Psalm, allusions to the Lord Jesus as the Good Shepherd who gives his life for the sheep. And as the sheep has wandered from the fold and put himself into difficulty, the Good Shepherd leaves the 90 and 9 safely 
in the fold and goes out and seeks out that lost sheep and finds him and puts him on his shoulders and carries him back to safety and tends to him. And that certainly is our shepherd God. Our third point of emphasis, which I want us to sing about tonight, comes from our proper approach to the Lord. Not only do we have the proper praise of the Lord from the first verse and the person of the Lord, which we've just sung about, but there is a proper approach to the Lord. And in verse 4, it reminds us that that proper approach is with thanksgiving and praise. Of course, next month, we'll set pretty much the whole month aside to rejoice in the things we remember about the goodness of God and see that he has done in our life over the year. But we should remember that tonight as we consider the fourth verse of Psalm 100. Thanksgiving and praise. So if you'll find in your blue books, 527. 527, a Scandinavian hymn not always uh, keenly translated. And we have three stanzas of several that could be added to it. Thanks to God for my Redeemer. Thanks to God for boundless mercy from thy gracious throne above. And in thinking how we come to God, we want to come to God because uh, of his wonderful name. The fact that he is everything he is supposed to be. And the fact that his character 
to us um, reminds us of who he is and the fact that his name describes him. Before we get to that easiest song to put in this place, Blessed Be the Name, let's sing Praise Ye the Triune God and let's make sure that we remember that it's something for all of us to do, young men and maidens, and then like me, ye old men, and then children. Praise ye the triune God. We'll sing all three stanzas of this wonderful song that reminds us of the very innate nature of the triune God. So we come before the Lord with our thanksgiving and our praise, but we also want to bless his holy name. Sometimes we say, bless your heart, and that's really a southernism for get over it and let me go. <laughs> I'm tired of talking with you about your problems. But we say, bless the name of the Lord, but sometimes you don't really consider what we mean when we say that. But as you consider the way the Lord describes himself, oftentimes it's based on a name that he gives himself. And so we bless the captain of the hosts of heaven. We bless the almighty. We bless the shepherd. We bless the one who plants his flag in the midst of our camp. We bless the one that has created all. We bless the one that is higher than all, you see. We bless the one who's the master or the Lord of all. The names that the Lord gives himself are highly significant. And as we understand his names, it gives us even greater reason to bless that name. Psalm 48.10 we praise him and we sing to him 
according to his name, you see. And so when we sing, all praise to him who reigns above in majesty supreme, that's because that's the name he's taken on to himself. Our Savior is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. His name is above all names, and at his name every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He is Redeemer. He is Savior. He is Friend and Counselor. And we praise him for all of these things. So let's stand together. We'll sing just stanzas one and two. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Number 32 in our blue books. Let's stand and let's uh, take a deep breath. Maybe let's shake out some rust and let's sing it fully. All praise to him who reigns above. let you be seated. If I didn't let you be seated, there's no way you'd find the words to the next hymn. And that is in the other book, our maroon book, number 30 in our supplement. It's a song that I didn't know until I came here to Bible Baptist Church 32 years ago. And uh, it's a wonderful uh, song written by the editor of Living Hymns. We pulled it over into our supplemental book so that we could keep singing it, partly because I really liked it, and I didn't want to lose track of it. His name, above all other names, shall men and angels sing. His name is wonderful. None other can with him compare. Redeemer, Savior, King.
come now to that fifth and final verse in our psalm, verse 5. There are three wonderful points that in themselves could be their own sermon. And each part of this three-point sermon could actually give us an evening of thought and consideration. But I'd like us to notice that as with all things from God's hand, there is an eternal and infinite quality in the psalm this morning as Andrew preached it forth. He reminded us of that stream that flows through the city and makes glad all of the inhabitants and how from God proceeds all blessings to nourish his people and to care for them. And actually, it's a wonderful description of the new Jerusalem, isn't it? Where out from the very throne of God himself proceeds that river through the center of the new Jerusalem. Along the banks of it are the wonderful trees. And we find uh, blessing and sustenance because of that river that flows out from the very throne of God. That is also the, the theme of shall we gather at the river, our eternal hope, as we look forward to seeing our Savior face to face. But everything about God is eternal. His blessings are eternal. And each of these last three thoughts have an element of the eternality of God and his gifts towards us. And the first one is the Lord is good. He is eternally good. His thoughts towards us are benevolent for our eternal benefit. And so the first song I'd like us to sing together, reminding us that the Lord is good, is that wonderful chorus. It's number 246 if you need to find the words to help you sing along with us. The Lord is good, tell it wherever you go. can look up this time and not need the words or the music. That's even better. Let's sing it one more time through. The Lord is next song that I'd like us to consider, number 292 in our blue books, 292, actually brings the thought of the fact that the Lord is good, but ties it together with the fact that he is also merciful. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me 
all the days of my life. Of course, coming again out of that 23rd Psalm. But the pilgrim was I and a wandering. We'll sing all three stanzas, 292. this third stanza when we find that refrain that chorus at the end I'm going to ask the instruments to drop out when we get to all the days of my life and then if you know it there is a little bit of an add-on and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and if you know that let's just sing that together without any help from the instruments when I walk through the dark lonesome valley posterity. Wonderful, wonderful job. And what will we be doing in our places in heaven for all eternity, but doing what we're doing tonight? We'll be singing our praises to the Lamb upon the throne. Well, we've already segued into the next wonderful thing 
that our God has done. He is good eternally, but his mercies are also everlasting. And so I'd like us to find in our supplemental book, number two, number two. This one often comes up as one of our hymn requests, but it does borrow from the 103rd Psalm, John Milton's setting of that 103rd Psalm, for his mercies shall endure ever faithful, ever sure. And so this came to mind as we want to sing about uh, the mercy of our God. And we'll sing just stanzas one and stanza three. Stanza one and stanza three of number two in our supplement. Then let's go back to our blue hymnals. Our blue hymnals, another wonderful set of thoughts regarding the mercies of our God and the deepness that run to our deepest needs and the fact that God has much to be merciful on our account. Uh, depth of mercy, can there be mercy still reserved for me? We'll sing stanzas one, two, and four. Stanzas one, two, and four. There for me my Savior stands. There for me my Savior stands. Oh, 
know that the Lord is good, that his mercy is everlasting, and then his truth endureth to all generation, which is a euphemism for his truth is forever. If God's truth isn't forever, then there's a point at which God's truth ceases to be true anymore. And we know that God is true because God is faithful. Faithfulness and truth are uh, indelibly linked together. You can't separate truth from faithfulness. And because God is faithful, God is true. And he is ramrod true with all that he has said. And that truth will endure for all of eternity. One of the greatest hymns to remind us that we have enough from God and his statements to us and can rest securely on them is 268 in our hymnals. We'll sing stanzas one and five. How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for his faith in his excellent word. Number on Jesus. stanza, as we've talked about before, is based on Dr. Doddridge's exposition of that verse in Hebrews 13, where we have that Greek intensifier of the never, and it's an infinite negative. God will never, in all eternity, forsake the, the sinner that has cast his soul on his goodness and has received the promise of eternal life. That's a wonderful thing. I bring that up again, not to speak in circles. My wife tells me that I don't always have to say the same thing all the time. We have some jokes about that at home, which if you see me in private, I might share. Um, but I bring that up because on Tuesday will be the anniversary of uh, Philip Doddridge's homegoing. He had uh, a very fruitful ministry in the nonconformist church was well regarded as somebody who could faithfully exposit God's word and yet did not want any association with the corruption of the state church at that time, but had set himself apart from the Anglican church to preach the Bible from conscience and supported by 
a biblical lifestyle. The gospel should change the behavior of the one it has saved. And he had a great connection uh, both to the Wesleys and to uh, uh, Countess Huntington and to the other evangelical evangelists of the day. And because of his health, they had taken a collection to send him uh, to Lisbon uh, to have a warmer climate and to recover his health. He was fairly young. He was 59. And he was found in his study before he left crying over uh, a passage of scripture. And he was asked, are you fearful uh, for your soul? And he said, oh, no, I'm not. He said, but I've just seen the wonderful mercy of my Savior. And I'm overwhelmed. He said, I'm not at all afraid to leave my family and my friends and, and to go to Lisbon. I'm not a, afraid of leaving the comforts and securities of my own home and going and staying with strangers. And I'm not even afraid of leaving my body and leaving this life because I have a wonderful and precious Savior who has given me his promise that I'll see him face to face. And so with that in mind, uh, let's turn uh, in our hymnals, if you even need the words for this. This is probably our favorite hymn at Bible Baptist. Number 40, great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. We'll sing all three stanzas, including that wonderful third pardon for sin. And sing that as our closing thoughts tonight. Let's stand as we sing together.
close with a word of prayer. Father, truly your faithfulness is great to us. You are gracious. Your mercy has extended to us. You have truly redeemed to yourself your creation, those who now live under the curse of sin, but through the great redemption of the Lord Jesus, have been recreated unto good works and now can be truly heirs together of eternal life because no more are we dead in our trespasses and sins. Lord, you guide us, you keep us, you provide for us. You are good to us. And so, Lord, we would commit this evening back to you. And we'd ask that you'd cause us to remember these things as we go forth from here and as we live for you during this week. And we ask that those around us would see you through us and marvel at what we have, giving us stability in our life and giving us confidence in our steps, knowing that we have a wonderful eternity awaiting for us as we move forward with you. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen.